0: Hi everyone, Samir and Samet here and welcome back to our Formula 1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2023 Sao Paulo Grand Prix. And this was definitely an exciting weekend again as we've been seeing so far. Yeah, Sao Paulo always produces some really good racing and really good overtaking. And once again this year it was really nice. Yeah, especially with this weekend being a sprint weekend as well. There was increased action as well. Yeah, it was almost like we got, like, double the action because not only yeah. was the um sprint race event well, but also the actual race too. Yeah. So going on into FP1, Ferrari would be looking to bounce back after their um, kind of uh, disappointing um, runner form recently. With Red Bull sealing up both championships, Ferrari would be looking to make a statement. And they certainly did in FP1 after setting a 1-2 in pre-practice 1. They also set a 1-2 in qualifying, remember? So they yeah. seem to have the qualifying pace, just yeah. not the actual race pace. So yeah. again, it was like kind of, oh, they got 1-2, and two, but can they actually keep that into the race? Yeah. yeah, and we saw um Carlos Sainz was the top man at Ferrari as he took the quickest time ahead of Charles Leclerc. Then um, we saw the Mercedes also looking pretty quick. Of course, um George Russell the winner here last year and Mercedes taking a one two here last year. So Russell was definitely on it. He finished the session in P three and Hamilton finished the session um down in um Hamilton finished the session down in P twelve. So um Hamilton wasn't looking that quick but Russell definitely was. Yeah, I mean Russell obviously won here last year and so yeah. Mercedes got a one two here last year. So yeah. they obviously know this track well. Um Red Bull were like surprisingly off the pace. Yeah. Um but like it I think it was just different run plans because yeah. um like this was this qualifying session or this practice session was really busy because it was the only one they would have this weekend. Yeah. So there was a lot of different run plans everywhere. And so yeah. the track was really busy and we saw a lot of like we saw traffic there and we saw Lando Norris um yeah. try to go down the inside of Nico Hulkenberg at turn twelve and um <clears throat> hulkenberg didn't like see um north and kind of turned into the mclaren and so yeah. that maybe caused a little bit of damage but ultimately wasn't too bad yeah hulkenberg also said that he had like a slight loss of power as well and was moving slowly around the track yeah so it was kind of um kind of dangerous and required better communication with the race engineers but ultimately it was like it didn't affect anyone yeah we also saw the alpines looking Um, pretty quick as well, well, in the hands of Pierre Gasly, it seemed, because he was up in P7. Lance Stroll was also up there in P6, but Hulkenberg, even despite his power issues, was still able to finish the session in a respectable P4. Albon was up there for Williams in P5, and Sargent was also up there in P9 for Williams, so obviously, um, we know there are some long straights on the um, Sao Paulo tracks, and Williams, we know they love their long straights. Yeah, so there were kind of a lot of cars looking quick, like as yeah. you mentioned, Williams looked quick. However, what was really funny was that like Sargent, he was complaining that um yeah. in one stage like his tires were lifting off the ground yeah. in some of those off cambered corners. Yeah, and so um like it was like really strange to see because he was three wheeling around the infield, but yeah. Williams got their suspension geometry fixed. Yeah. And we also saw Max Verstappen having some issues with his seat, saying it was flexing and it was, it was moving around a little bit, so it wasn't installed correctly. So um, he said that um, they could fix it though after the run. It was not an emergency to box immediately. Yeah, exactly. But in the yeah. end, it was Carlos Sainz first, and Charles Leclerc was second, so 1-2 yeah. for Ferrari in practice. Then came Russell third, followed by Hulkenberg, a great effort from him to get fourth in the half. Yeah. Then Albon came fifth, followed by Stroll, Gasly, Joe Guanyu, Logan Sargent in the top 10, and then yeah. Kevin Magnussen in 10th. Yeah, so both Red Bulls not up there in the top 10, which is yeah. very surprising to see. I think it's just run plans, though. So. Yeah. So now moving on into qualifying then on that Friday afternoon because this is a sprint weekend, obviously. So this qualifying would set the grid for Sunday's Grand Prix. And immediately we saw towards the end of um Q1, Leclerc was the quickest man out there, and Piastri was up there in P2, so now um, and Stroll was up there in P3, so Sainz was trying to get a lap together and move himself higher up the grid, but he only managed P6, so he was a decent enough probably to get through out of Q1, but definitely not to fight for pole later on. We also saw Logan Sargent now come to cross the line, needing a lap to get out of the um, bottom five, and he did so putting his Williams up into P15, but others behind were certainly improving, such as Nico Hülkenberg, who blitzed the far sector, and he was looking very good. As Russell crossed the line, he went up quickest overall, so the track was now starting to improve rapidly. And as Hülkenberg crossed the line, he went up into um, P3, so now drivers had to hurry and get a lap together. Yeah, and then we the track was like greatly improving, and also there was a severe risk of rain. Yeah. So that's why drivers wanted to get um, runs in early. Yeah. And what was interesting was that the Red Bulls were only 7 and 8 yeah. um, before the final run, so they weren't looking extremely quick. However, yeah. it could have just been like, Q one. oh, we're not going to push that hard, but the Red yeah. Bulls were falling towards the end. And yeah. uh, as you say, after Hulkenberg went third, other drivers were improving, and one of them was Daniel Ricciardo, who needed... A lap in to get out of the yeah. bottom five. And Ricardo, he only managed 16th. So after how well he did in Mexico, it was disappointment yeah. for him. As he stayed 16th. And by six um, thousands of a second, he yeah. couldn't beat Sonoda out of the bottom five. And Sonoda, he crossed the line and he couldn't improve on his 15th. And Esteban Ocon went up into 14th and knocked out Sonoda. So both the Alpha Tauris were knocked out by the slightest of margins out of Q1. Yeah, so the five that we lost from Q1 were Yuki Sonoda, Daniel Ricciardo, Valtteri Bottas, Logan Sargent, and Joe Guanyu, surprisingly. Both Alfa Romeo's out, and both Alpha Tauri's out. Mm-hmm. So now going on into Q2, we saw... As we approached the final runs, Kevin Magnuson, who was in the bottom five, he couldn't improve his time, but and he did. He went slower by six-tenths of a second. Yeah. So it was not at all a good improvement for him. Last year's pole sitter. Yeah, exactly. Last year's pole sitter couldn't get out of the bottom five this time. Then um, Esteban Ocon, he didn't have a good first sector, and that cost him and his third sector. So yeah. Ocon couldn't improve out of the bottom five, and he stayed 12th. Hamilton stayed six, so the track was not improving as much as Q um, yeah, as man. much as Q one. Gasly only improved up to thirteen, so it was disappointment for both the Alpines yeah. as Charles Leclerc crossed the line and he only went up to seventh. So it was looking now all of a sudden that McLaren was quick in Lando Norris' hands, but um and the Red Bulls were starting to find more pace. Yeah. And it looked like surprisingly Ferrari had dropped off. I think yeah. the colder track conditions didn't suit them as well. Yeah. So the five we lost from Q2 were Nico Hülkenberg, Esteban Ockham, Pierre Gasly, um, Kevin Magnussen, and Alex Albon, surprisingly. <clears throat> so as we started um, S- or Q3, the clouds got incredibly dark. Yeah. And so the drivers had to get lapsing quickly yeah. because it looked like it would, like at any moment so Verstappen sat out on his lap time first and all the drivers were following suit behind him and it looked like the clouds were extremely dark and looked like it could rain at any moment so Verstappen um set the pace with a 110.727 and that was the rest for the rest of the challenge George Russell was extremely off the pace in the 111s no one could get close to Verstappen it was probably just tire difference until Leclerc came and Leclerc um, missed out by two tenths provisionally. And um, yeah. everyone else was just on old tires too. So it was extremely um, extremely slippery for them. Yeah. And it was extremely slippery for um, Oscar Piastri who was pushing hard at turn 12. And he found no grip yeah. as he applied the brakes and went straight on into the grass. And that compromised Sergio Perez because Perez was caught under yellow flags. I don't yeah. know why Red Bull left Perez out that late. Yeah, I though. don't know why either. But that ultimately cost Perez, and he only stayed ninth fastest out of the nine that had set a good time. Yeah. So the, um, after that, before the second runs, it started pouring rain. So that was it for the runs, and so the final order for qualifying um was. The Max Verstappen was on pole position. Then Charles Leclerc was up there in P2. And Lance Stroll was up there in P3 for Aston Martin. And it wasn't just Stroll up there. Alonso was up there as well. So Aston Martin's locking out the second row. A really good result and a much-needed result for them. Yeah, it was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Then came the Mercedes on row three of Hamilton in fifth. Then Russell in sixth. Then came Norris and Signs in seventh and eighth. Then Perez and Piastri to complete the top ten. Mm-hmm. Going on into the sprint shootout now. Oh, yeah. This would set the grid for the sprint race. And in SQ1, as we approach the final runs, there yeah. were a bunch of drivers that um needed to get out of the bottom five. Well, actually, there's five drivers that needed yeah. to get out of the bottom five. But one of those... um. Wasn't Charles Leclerc, but Leclerc couldn't um, improve his time that well. He stayed seventh. Yeah. Yuki Sonoda was 19th, and he, didn't, he, he did not want a repeat of yesterday, so he needed to get out. But he only improved to 15th, so he was at risk from the two Williams of Logan Sargent and Alex Albon. And just as we thought they would um, improve their times, yeah. we saw Esteban Ocon crash at, turn, at the exit of turn three, and yeah. that would definitely bring out the red flag because yeah. Ocon had major damage and he had to stop the car yeah. and then we saw Fernando Alonso kind of trailing with um a puncture and damage on his front left yeah. and so we wondered what that was about and we found out um Alonso was on the outside of turn yeah. three trying to let Alcon by and Alcon he looked like he got oversteer and then oversteered into Fernando Alonso yeah. later Alcon said he didn't have oversteer and that it wasn't his fault. But Alonso said it was Alcon's fault. Personally, I think that was Ocon's fault. Yeah, personally, yeah. I think it was Ocon's fault because he got oversteered. Um, Alonso maybe could have left more space. But I think it was still yeah. Ocon's fault. But that ultimately ended the session early. And so Sargent and Albon lined up on the back row. Joe Guan Yu couldn't um improve his time. Lance Stroll, who was P3 for qualifying, yeah. was 17th for um SQ1. And Esteban Ocon after crashing out was 16. Yeah. So now moving on into SQ2 then. And the final set of runs. It was Max Verstappen who was the quickest currently. And he improved his time by even further. And we saw Valtteri Bottas who needed a time to get through to the next part. As he crossed the line he went up into P7. So um, But there were still 4 drivers who needed to set a time. So Bottas would definitely still be at risk. As Sonora crossed the line he went up into P6. So Bottas was pushed further down the order. Then came Ricardo to try to improve his time, and Ricardo, um, as he crossed line, he went up into a very impressive P2. So that was very good from Daniel Ricardo, just a tenth off Max Verstappen. So Bottas now was the driver at risk. So then came Pierre Gasly to set a time, and he went up into P10, pushing Bottas out of qualifying. But Gasly was now the driver at risk in P10. Then came the Mercedes. try to improve their times as we saw Sergio Perez go all the way to the top in p1 ahead of Verstappen which is something we haven't seen a lot of so far this year except the beginning part of the year back when Perez was the title contender then we saw um, Lewis Hamilton across the line and went up into p4 and now that pushed Pierre Gasly out of qualifying so very disappointing for Alpine to have one car out in sq3 and one car out in sq2 now then, as Russell crossed the line, he went up into P5, just behind his teammate. But both Mercedes couldn't beat the AlphaTauri of Ricardo. But Norris could beat both Red Bulls and everybody there as he went up into P1. So, um, the track was now starting to improve rapidly, and now um Sonoda was a driver at risk, but um he would still be good enough for him to get through. Mm-hmm. So the five that we lost from that session were Fernando Alonso, who was 15th yeah. and couldn't set a time because of his damage. Then came Valtteri Bottas, Pierre Gasly, and then both houses, Hülkenberg 12th, and Magnussen 11th. Yeah. So now moving on into SQ3 then. In the final set of runs, it was Piastri looking to set a time now, as he would be the first one to cross the line, and he was flying. But so was Max Verstappen, and the wind had started to pick up. So drivers had to be mindful of that now, so that they wouldn't lose their rear. Because what the wind can do is it can throw you off on some corners if, you're, like, taking the corner on the opposite direction or even the same direction as the wind. Like, a crosswind. Yeah, that can, like, move your car and um, cause, like, the rear end to step out. Because these cars are so, like, delicate with how yeah. they handle aerodynamics. Yeah, so now as Piastri crossed the line, he set a time of a 111.1, but then came Lando Norris, who beat that time by a um a, quite a big margin. He was set a time of a 110.6, and then came... um. Uh, the Red Bull of Max Verstappen, who surprisingly couldn't beat Lando Norris's time. So it was very surprising to see from Max Verstappen. Then came um, Charles Leclerc to cross the line. He went only into P3. And we saw Sergio Perez was absolutely flying in his Red Bull. He looks like he found pace. But after he crossed the line, it was only P3 for Sergio Perez. So it wasn't a good result at all for him as Verstappen was only up there in P2. Then King Carlos Sainz to cross the line, and he went up only into P8, so Ferrari had got it all wrong with their car and their performance. Then Russell went up to P4, so Mercedes were now 4th and 5th with Russell and Hamilton, and Lando Norris was the man to be, and he took his um second-ever pole position in Formula 1, his first sprint pole position, so it was a really good result from him. Yeah, it was an incredible lap from yeah. North to be both Red Bulls, and we yeah. waited to see whether Norris could finally take a win. Yeah. So we would see that um come the sprint race that weekend or that day. So now moving on into the sprint race to see whether um Norris could take his first win or whether Verstappen would um come back at him. So as the lights went out, it was a good start from Verstappen who looked to put the pressure on Lando Norris heading into turn one. Verstappen tried, or Norris tried to cover off Verstappen, but Verstappen had the inside line. And Norris was able to, um, or Verstappen was able to take the lead. And further back, we saw several lockups, but everyone seemed to go through unscathed. But then we saw um, the Mercedes of George Russell um, take P3 ahead of the Red Bull of Sergio Perez. So heading down the straight now, it was Verstappen from Norris, Russell, Piastri, Hamilton. Then came the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc, I think it was. Then um, Oscar Piastri. Yeah, Hamilton, um, R- Russell had just gone ahead of Perez and Hamilton quickly followed suit into turn four and Hamilton made a really good move around the outside of Sergio Perez as we saw Oscar Piastri get it all wrong at turn four and go almost as wide as Max Verstappen did in 2021 to get Pat to um and he went off the road and that allowed Daniel Ricciardo to get ahead of the McLaren so Alpha Terry were currently running well too um Sonoda was keeping ahead of Charles Leclerc that was mighty impressive from alpha tauri and mercedes had found incredible an incredible start as russell um tried to send it to the inside of lando norris into i think i don't remember the turn i think it was turn 10 russell sent it to the inside there and um he made a really nice move and so that norris had fallen down from pole all the way down to um third yeah and so moving on into lap um lap four it was we saw Perez now make his move on Lewis Hamilton into turn one Perez was able to clear one Mercedes then we saw the Ferrari of Sainz trying to put pressure on Yuki Sonoda but Sonoda held him off and now Hamilton had the slipstream and the DRS heading down now the straight in the first DRS zone and Hamilton was able to try and go around the outside but Perez just broke that much later and was able to keep that place and Hamilton had gone slightly deep which opened the door for Charles Leclerc, and they were now going wheel to wheel through that curved section at the end of the retro pasta, and um, Hamilton now, the outside, turned into the inside, and Hamilton was able to keep his spot Mm -hmm. in P5. Going on to lap 5 now, Lando Norris finally dispatched George Russell into turn 1 with a pretty simple move down the inside. And on lap 8, we saw Sergio Perez make the same move on George Russell. Yeah. But this time, it was the outside line for Sergio Perez. Russell tried to fight him back, though, into, um, into turn 4. And Russell made it stick around the outside. So, incredible stuff from George Russell to keep yeah. ahead of Sergio Perez. And on lap 10, Perez tried the move again. And this time, he made it stick. And now yeah. going on to lap 12, we saw action farther back. We saw Daniel Ricardo trying to size up Carlos Sainz into turn one. It was the outside line for Ricardo and he made it a really good move into turn two. But on the exit of turn three, Sainz had the switch back and he got DRS because of that yeah. where that detection point is. So Sainz was able to fight Ricardo back and Sainz went back up into the points um in the sprint positions. Yeah. On lap fourteen, Ricardo tried to make the same move again and this time he break later too and he made it stick all the way around the outside again so another nice move from Ricardo but again signs fought him back and Ricardo could not make it pass yeah I think Ricardo should have been waiting a little bit waiting I mean we know Ricardo was eager to get the move done but he could have easily got it done coming down the retro pasta and he could have made it stick but now instead he was being put under pressure from Oscar Piastri behind as Piastri went down the inside of Ricardo on that same lap, so in the space of two corners, Ricardo had lost two places now, yeah. and he was being put under pressure from Gasly and Alonso and Stroll, who were queuing up behind. Yeah. So Ricardo ultimately lost out there, and we waited yeah. to see whether he could um, make a move back again. And yeah. then on that lap, we saw Fernando Alonso completely send it to the inside of Pierre Gasly at Turn yeah. Twelve. So it was an opportunist move from Alonso, who was trying to fight back through the field um and he was making okay progress but then he lost that when Gasly tried yeah. to overtake him and Alonso wouldn't give up though Gasly had the outside line for turn 3 though and ultimately he would um he would get the place back from Alonso or no Alonso fought it back though so Alonso yeah. went around the outside at turn 4 and he made a stick up into P11 so great driving from Alonso again yeah and moving on into lap 21, now we saw Leclerc trying to get past Hamilton down the main straight into turn 1. Leclerc went down the inside of Hamilton, and he was able to get that spot. And now Hamilton's line was compromised coming through turns 2 and 3. And now Yuki Sonoda had the benefit of DRS, and he was going wheel-to-wheel with Hamilton down the retroposta, And Hamilton broke a little bit later around the outside, and he was able to keep his P6 spot. Good driving from Sonoda there. He yeah. knew he was staying cautious, though. He knew he there were valuable points he couldn't throw away. So yeah. he waited his time. On lap 22, he dispatched Lewis yeah. Hamilton. And on that same lap, we saw Daniel Ricciardo also get past Oscar Piastri. So Ricciardo moved up into 9th. Yeah. And Piastri moved up into, or Sonoda moved up into 6th and gained an extra point for yeah. Alpha Tauri. Yeah, moving on into lap 24, the final lap. There was lots of battles going on. First up was Alonso and Piastri trying to Alonso trying to get past Piastri. Into turn one, Alonso sent it to the inside of Piastri. And Piastri tried to get the switch back. And it was a very nice move from Oscar Piastri, who caught Alonso napping, I think. And Piastri was able to reclaim that 10th spot. And further up the field, we saw battles between Ricardo trying to put the pressure on Sainz for that final um points-paying position. But out in front, it was Max Verstappen who controlled the sprint race, and he would claim another win in Sao Paulo in the sprint race. And he won the Sao Paulo sprint ahead of Lando Norris, who came home in P2. Then came um, Sergio Perez to claim a much-needed P3 in terms of his confidence. Yeah, that gained a lot of confidence for for Perez finally on the podium again. And further back, we saw um, George Russell come fourth, Leclerc was fifth, Sonoda gained valuable points for Alpha Tarry. And for the yeah. final podium or final point positions, Hamilton claimed seventh. And it was wheel to wheel between Sainz and Ricciardo across the line. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, Sainz held off Ricciardo. But it was impressive how Ricciardo gained two seconds yeah. in just one lap. He gained a Carlo lot of time Sainz. ones So Ricciardo one was absolutely flying. Yeah. But nothing could stop Max Verstappen from taking another sprint win. Yeah. So now moving on into the main Grand Prix, the Sao Paulo Grand Prix, where the big points were earned. But immediately on the formation lap, we saw Charles have absolutely bin it and throw it away. After he lost, I think, power steering. He lost hydraulic, so yet. It wasn't his fault, but he, was, he said, like, he why was am so I so heartbroken on the radio saying, like, why is he so unlucky yeah, and everything? So... It was totally disappointing for ben Charles who who would have looked... I think he would have started... He would really have started P2. Yeah, he would have started on the front row. And so it was absolutely yeah. disastrous for Charlotte, yeah. who was looking for a win. But ultimately, his hydraulics let go at turn six. And that sent him into the wall there. Yeah. Um, Ironically, where he crashed last year yeah. because of Lando Norris. But ultimately, absolutely disastrous for Charlotte. Yeah, so now moving on into the... Um, the race now the formation have had to be aborted and they had to go through another one and so as the lights came on now and it, as the lights went out we saw now there was an empty spot there on p2 so Alonso had a clear view ahead of him but as the lights went out verstappen had a clear view ahead of him but both aston martins seemed to have a terrible start as we saw hamilton getting past troll and norris getting past Alonso. so norris looked to go down the inside but further back there was mayhem that occurred, and we saw the Williams of Alex Albon spin and hit um one of the Haas's, it was, into the wall. Haas of Kevin Magnussen into the wall, and we saw a tire fly off the car and hit a numerous um, amounts of cars, including um Daniel Ricciardo's AlphaTauri. So there was a lot of drivers taken out, but through the retroposta it was Verstappen from Norris, Hamilton, then came Alonso and Stroll, then Russell and Perez. So basically what happened in that yeah. crash was that hulkenberg got sandwiched by magnuson and yeah. albon and so contact like hulkenberg had in qatar um yeah. albon got sent flying out he was out as well as kevin magnuson and that tire carcass um off alex albon it um went and hit hulkenberg yeah. and then it hit hulkenberg's tire so it got flung up into the air yeah. and then that tire hit daniel ricardo's rear wing yeah. so ricardo then had rear wing damage but oscar yeah. piastri also had damage too because he got hit by yeah. um by Ke- Kevin Magnuson's out of control has yeah. and so both of their cars had to be um wheeled into the pits at the end of that yeah. lap one. And so what happened was a safety car had come out um right after lap one and um Ricardo and Piastri had immediately pitted yeah. after um that after lap one and then the safety car came out. So other drivers had gone around another lap, and then the red flag came out. Yeah. So ultimately, that left Ricardo and Piastri technically a lap down. Yeah. And I don't know why the FIA didn't let them unlap themselves, but they didn't. And so Oscar Piastri and Daniel Ricardo would take the restart a lap down, and that completely ruined both of their races, especially for Ricardo who had so much pace, yeah. considering he looked just as fast, even faster than Sonoda, who had picked his way through the melee, and he was yeah. all the way up there. So it was absolutely disastrous for Ricardo and um, Piastri, and I think that is a flaw in the FIA's rules, because yeah. that shouldn't be um, allowed, because um, that ultimately ruined their race when they even when they didn't even have a lap going. Yeah, so after um, a long period of waiting at the red flag, it was time for the restart again. We were on pole, and this time Norris on the front row in P2, so as the lights went out, it was a good start from Verstappen who immediately covered off La- Lando Norris. And Norris was under pressure from Lewis Hamilton, who would try to go around the outside at turn one. Hamilton locked up, but um, Norris kept that spot in P2. So it was Verstappen from Norris, then came Alon- Hamilton, Alonso, Russell, then um, Perez, then Stroll, and then one of the Ferraris of Carlos Sainz. But yep. it looked to be all um, smooth from there. And then going down the retro posta fernando alonso was sizing yeah. up lewis hamilton and into turn four alonso made a really good yeah. move to put himself into the podium places so alonso now was ahead of lewis hamilton yeah and hamilton couldn't fight back and then going on to lap eight we saw surprisingly lando norris challenging max verstappen for yeah. the race lead norris tried to attack into turn one but that compromised him on the exit but then norris had drs yeah. down the retro posta and could we possibly see Lando Norse taking the lead for Max Verstappen? He tried it around the outside, but Verstappen braked later and he held that position. And then after that, Verstappen just started flying yeah. away. Yeah, typical Verstappen that we've seen so far. But moving on to lap 14, we saw Sergio Perez trying to attack George Russell and into turn one. Perez was able to get that spot up into P5. Russell would try to fight him back, though, with DRS coming down the retroposta And Russell used the DRS and was able to try to get past. But Perez braked a little bit later and was able to keep P-6 or P-5 from George Russell. Yeah, and going on to further back, we saw Ricardo had overtaken Oscar Piastri. And throughout yeah. this whole race, both Oscar Piastri and Daniel Ricardo. We're keeping pace with the rest of the field. Yeah. We even saw Ricardo staying right behind Yuki Sonoda. So again, Sonoda, um, who would have gone, um, who would have gone points this weekend, um, if Ricardo hadn't been, um, hadn't been a lap down, we would have seen both double points for AlphaTauri. So again, yeah. just emphasizing how um disastrous those rules were. For both the Australians because it completely ruined their race. Especially with Albon um, out for Williams in that battle at the bottom. And of course now with Williams' hopes just on Logan Sargent. And to be fair, Sargent was running a pretty decent race. I mean, he wasn't in the points, but he was... If like a Austin USGP um, disqualification happened again... Um, then Sargent would be right there in a very comfortable spot based on where he was. Exactly, yeah. Um, moving on to lap 18, then we saw Perez go down the inside of Lewis Hamilton at turn one. Yeah. So turn one becoming a favorite overtaking spot. And on yeah. lap 18, Perez dispatched Hamilton. And again on lap 25, Lance Stroll made his way past um George Russell into turn one. So Stroll got ahead of, um, of the one Mercedes on lap 25. Yeah. And on lap twenty seven, he got uh, ahead of the second Mercedes of Hamilton into um turn one on lap twenty seven. Yeah. So Stroll was making really good progress through the field. Yeah, on lap thirty two, then we saw um Pierre Gasly make his way past Valtteri Bottas as Pierre Gasly's teammate Alcon went up into the pits. So um Gasly moved up into um P um nine. So Bottas was dropped now to P ten, and he'll be put under pressure from Logan Sargeant back there. But now moving on to lap 35, at the front we saw, or not at the front, a little bit in front of them, Carlos Sainz in P8 was now trying to get past George Russell, and even before they applied the brakes into turn 1, Sainz was past one Mercedes, and he would be looking to put the pressure on the other Mercedes. Sainz Sainz then got past George Russell into turn 4, so it was a good move from Sainz on lap 37. On lap 43, Pierre Gasly. Got past george uh, george russell into turn one so both mercedes were falling hard and they were struggling for a pace here in sao paulo after yeah. winning last year both of them just could yeah. not find any pace and again on lap 50 pierre gasly was lining up lewis hamilton and Ham- that pushed hamilton down into ninth with russell not even in the points so it yeah. was disastrous for mercedes yeah and on lap 59 we saw george russell was called into the pits not for a pit stop but to retire the car so last year's race winner was now out after running in a points paying position he was now out of the grand prix and now moving on to the penultimate lap we saw a fierce battle between Perez and Alonso for that final podium spot and Perez sent it to the inside of Alonso into turn one so Alonso was caught napping a little bit but now down the retro Alonso used the DRS to close up to Sergio Perez again both drivers, both desperately needing podiums to bring some confidence back into their side of the garage on their teams respectively. And Alonso tried to go around the outside of Perez, but Perez just held him off. Yeah, going on to lap 71 now, Alonso tried to, like you said, go. Yeah. Um, on lap 71, Alonso tried to go around the outside of Perez into turn yeah. one, but that didn't work out for Al- Alonso. But now going down the retroposta, Alonso... Was went round the outside of Sergio Perez and into the breaking zone. Yeah. Alonso went ahead of Sergio Perez, yeah. so Alonso had put his car back up into the um podium places. And Lance Stroll, who had fought his way up, um, or who had actually lost places, though so Stroll had maintained position and he was fit. So it would have been a huge uh, haul of points for Aston Martin. Yeah. yeah. But out in front, it was Max Verstappen, that same old winner, dominating again. And as he came through now the final corner to win the Sao Paulo Grand Prix once again in his career and take another comfortable win for him and for Red Bull. 17 as he continued, wins in the season. As he continued to um, break records and break that record, he's definitely set a statement here in Sao Paulo in the land of Lewis Hamilton. And P2 came Lando Norris after taking another well-respected drive for him and McLaren another podium then we saw um land um another the fierce battle between Alonso and perez as they were now going through the final corner perez now was you could see Him desperately trying to get on the power and uh, try to apply the DRS as fast as possible and use all of his battery and drain it to the line. And he was closing and closing and closing, but he just couldn't get past Fernando Alonso. By five one-hundredths of a second, Alonso was able to claim another podium this season and a much-needed podium for him and Aston Martin, and Perez had to settle for fourth. Then came Stroll in fifth, Sainz in sixth, Gasly seventh. Hamilton, 8th, Sonata, ninth, and Ocon in 10th. Yeah, um, disappointment for Mercedes in that yeah. race. Um, I think the losers ultimately were Mercedes, and um. who ultimately lost out. There yeah. were some winners, though, of um, Aston Martin, obviously. Yeah, McLaren. Oh, McLaren, too, and Alpine, too, who brought home decent points. They brought home 7 points. Another yeah. loser from that race was definitely Ferrari, because Sainz finished 6th, and Leclerc yeah. couldn't even take the start and mm-hmm. alpha tauri was also a winner too with sonoda getting two points and like i said yeah. before it could have been double points if ricardo wasn't a lap down um yeah. while mclaren won on one side of the garage piastri lost out too because again of, of the red flag yeah. so it was definitely a crazy and hectic race. yeah um especially with Sargeant just there in p11 sonoda taking some <coughs> much needed points for him and alpha tauri but yeah that was it for a very crazy and chaotic sao paulo grand prix And thank you guys for listening to this episode of our podcast. And be sure to join us next time as we take a look at the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix. Thank you.